My name is Brennan Kelly. I'm joined by my co-host Ethan, Ethan Hurwitz, and we are B&E Boston Sports Radio 98.1. We got a lot to cover today, lots of Boston sports. We're looking forward to it. How do you feel, Ethan, being here today? I don't. There we go. Um, uh, it feels pretty good. Um, you know, Boston sports are either doing really well or really not um so all right so let's I mean, get we right got some we got some stuff to talk about we both wake up this morning yeah. with some terrible news patriots former defensive player of the year star cornerback stefan gilmore released by the team following his what was it hamstring injury hip, hip quad some some, some lower lower body lower injury, body injury. Kept him out this season we were expecting him to come off the the pup lift yeah uh, physically unable to play, right? I'm pretty sure that's what it's yeah. for. And, or perform. Uh, yep. I, I think they go hand in hand. Yep. So uh, we were expecting him to come back in a few weeks. It was giving us something to look forward to. And now we have uh, pretty much nothing to look forward to except, you know, hopefully getting some wins. Sitting at 1-3 and three after a uh, tough loss to the Buccaneers, which we will, of course, get into mm-hmm. in a little bit. Ethan, let me ask you. Yeah. How do you feel about the Stefan Gilmore situation in general? Well, I mean, he was... He was he, he was formerly the best defensive player in the league, um, and he certainly gave you something to look forward to. It 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 was a it was a a, a tough situation. Um, the fact that um, he couldn't start the year, he couldn't go against Tampa. Um, but he, like you said, he it gave us something to look forward to. Um, he had always expressed that he wanted to make it work in New England, um, but he did want his like fifteen million, sixteen million dollars a mm-hmm. year, which he rightfully deserves, um, being one of the best corners in the league. Um, but I think knowing Bill Belichick, he'd rather give that money to someone else. It frees up seven point seven million dollars in cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this probably just opens the door up for a J.C. Jackson extension in the future. Um, and again, the injury concern, he probably doesn't want to risk that much money going to someone who's 31, 32 years old, mm-hmm. who's just coming off a lower body injury at a time where you can just probably draft a corner for cheaper, mm-hmm. use that money somewhere else, like you said earlier, Jamie Collins. Um, so it's it certainly sucks, um, and waking up was was not a good feeling. But, you know, from a from a fan's perspective, it's it's bad, but I can understand where the move came from. Couldn't agree more. Definitely having Stefan Gilmore uh, out of the picture really puts a lot of pressure in a good way on the uh, secondary we have now. Yep. Bring in Jalen Mar- Mills, who has played pretty well. They've moved him all over the field, whether it's safety, cornerback. He's been doing his job pretty well. And as you said, J.C. Jackson, who is due for a big contract extension, this really will give him the opportunity to uh, prove if he's like a number one option, mm-hmm. number cor- uh, cornerback one, which is important to uh, 
you know, test out before you give them the bank. So definitely losing Gilmore will uh, impact the team, but it could have a you know positive benefit, make the rest of the team step up, knowing that there's no help coming, especially in the secondary, which uh, is pretty strong compared to some other groups. Yeah, it's it, they definitely have the depth to to not replace the the talent that Gilmore has, but certainly come close to the level of it. Um, J.C. Jackson, who had struggled last year as a cornerback one, um, and now has looked fairly well this year. Uh, Jalen Mills, like you said, um, Justin Bethel, Juwan Williams, Jonathan Jones, a lot of J names. Um, I love the Js. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but then you got, it's a very, very fluid secondary. You got Devin McCourty, uh, Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggar that can move in and out of the box. They can play corner. They can play a little bit of linebacker, some hybrid situation. So it it, it hurts, but you're not completely, completely screwed because you have enough defensive depth and the defense looks pretty good so far to start the year um but it's 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 it stinks i had him ranked 45 on my top 100 all patriots list uh, mm-hmm. that i did over the summer um so you lose someone that helped you win a super bowl um was an all pro pro bowler defensive player of the year but it's he's he's not easily replaceable but you have the players that can fill yep. in for him yep. and you know Belichick's a defensive coach exactly. so he knows if uh, I did see some trade rumors that they were trying to get rid of him for a long time but I'd rather see him go to like a contender than them ship him off to some yeah, team where he's going to waste out yeah, the rest of his remaining years it's so. much better if he like signs with um, with like I don't know Green Bay Tampa Buffalo not for us but if he signs with a, a team that can compete for a championship rather than trading him to like the Jets or Jacksonville where he would just rot away for the rest of his mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. So that transitions us into our next big topic. Where is he going? I think we both have a team in mind. We talked about it a little bit before the show started. There's a, uh, there's a quarterback down in Tampa Bay yeah. who has a lot of influence on the, the uh, roster decisions for that team. Yep. Their team is also very, very weak in the secondary, as you uh, may have seen the other day. Mm-hmm. They bring in Richard Sherman about like four days before the game starts, and he is their, He's their starting, starting quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. So Ethan and I both discussed a little bit beforehand that we think that Gilmore's going to end up in Tampa Bay down there with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. pretty much being the GM. He does he gets whatever he wants, which I completely understand. And Rightfully, so. So Rightfully so. If, if they can make the money work, which is a little tight down there, they brought back their whole roster, they can probably make it work. And I wouldn't be surprised if Gilmore ends up down there in a week or so. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll find a way. Like yeah. Gilmore's made enough money in the league where he probably doesn't. Well, I mean, he wants a big contract, but you know, if you got Tom Brady calling your name down in Florida, I mean, you can't really pass that up. Exactly. Exactly. And if you can get another Super Bowl, and then go into the off season and get a big contract from some poverty franchise exactly. that might pay him, you know, big money, then there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with getting a ring and mm-hmm. then getting some money and exactly and go from there. And like. Like Tom Brady, we'd love to see Gilmore succeed. You know, we are Pats fans, mm-hmm. do or die, but we like to see our, our former uh, top dogs, you know, succeed wherever they end up going. Exactly. So. That'll lead us into our next big thing. Tom Brady returns to New England Sunday night to play in uh, probably the biggest matchup the Patriots will have all season. It probably was, the biggest non-playoff Patriots yep. game in, in it was a Patriots day. history. Red Sox had an important game that day, yep. transitioned into the... Uh, Patriots game that night. It was a busy day for us Boston sports very, fans. Very busy. Very emotional seeing Tom run out that opposing tunnel, doing yeah. his uh, pregame his run pre-game down the field meal. with the uh, fist pump. 
felt like old times, and uh, the crowd loved him just until the game started. Yeah, and they started to give it to him, him and the Bucks, which it's a good, uh, it's a good thing to have. You know, yeah. they know when to they know when to stop cheering for yep. the other team. It was it was a weird experience. I've been to a number of Patriots games, and that was the second loudest I'd ever heard the stadium when Tom Brady ran out the tunnel. Um, it was such a weird experience because it's like the other team. You're you're so not used to the other team being cheered, and the entire stadium lit up. Phones everywhere. When they did his tribute video, phones everywhere. It was it was a weird experience. And then it got booed running out for the first drive, which was weird. Um, all over the place. With all the over. Emotions. Booze, oh, yeah. cheers. I don't. I really think everyone was conflicted about the emotions that they wanted to show. Like they wanted to be like cheerful for him for everything that he did but like you can't really cheer the other team it's mm-hmm. it's such they were put in such a weird position that they don't really know what to do definitely a unique situation and one that we have not had to uh, experience in our lifetimes haven't no. there's definitely been returns of players to boston sports in the past but for our generation tom brady coming back was our was our big moment yep and it was definitely unique seeing him come out you could tell that uh he knew that the the significance was there especially post-game, some of his comments about, mm-hmm. you know, the significance of him coming back, and now he knows how tough it is to play in New England. I think the weather really added to it. I'm sure that if it was perfect conditions, Tom might have really went off. But Belichick threw some crazy different defensive schemes at him, and he was really just, you didn't know what to expect. So I think Tom got caught off guard, so that's something we'll get into. And uh, it was quite the exciting game, and it really came down to that last kick, and it could have gone either way. Yeah, so he was a few inches to the left, but yep. I mean, it was a fine kick. Yeah. So unfortunately, Patriots do end up losing, but in my eyes, it could have gone either way. Yep. A lot of games this season are like that. So I know we sit at one and three, but you know, a few different plays, and we're three and one, and it's a completely different mm-hmm. uh, season aspect. But um, yeah, I saw on Twitter that it was Brady on the scoreboard got the W, but if you look at the head-to-head that everyone was was focused on of the Brady versus Belichick. Belichick beat Brady. Yep. Like he completely outcoached him. He outsmarted him on the defense. Brady didn't score a touchdown. So at the end of the day, Brady's going to be credited with the win. Mm-hmm. But Belichick just had a better performance on Sunday than Tom did. Uh, I agree with you completely. I'm sure that will be debated for a long time about yeah. that uh, that matchup between the two of them. Obviously, there's a ton of rumors that they have a very bad relationship and mm-hmm. that they hate each other and all that, but there are there are reports that they did meet up for 20-plus minutes post-game, yeah. which is something I'm sure we'll hear about someday in a form of a documentary. Or there'll be, there's, and, there's footage in there. There's, there's going to be some. It. There'll be stuff. There's going to be some. like the Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan. Exactly. Brady does have a documentary coming out soon. I'm blanking on the name right now, but... um. Man in the something? Yeah, Man in the Arena. Man in... It might be Man in the Arena. Something like that, but... um. That'll be great to watch. I'm sure that'll have a lot of uh, classic Tom Brady interviews. Him sitting with uh, man in the arena, man in the arena. So that is something that I'm looking forward to. I'm sure there'll be tons of you know juicy information in there, yeah. stuff that we uh, would love to know. And then years down the road, there will definitely be reports and documentaries and real like real important stuff that we'll get the chance to look at. But right now, we just gotta be grateful to have seen that matchup between the two of them. Yeah. And uh, as Patriots fans. Mac Jones looked pretty good, and um, if you compare the two of them, Mac Jones had a better game, Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into that right now if you'd like. Uh, Mac Jones 
has looked very solid the last four games. And even though we didn't win, he was getting hit every play by that Buccaneers defense. And he was getting that the, the ball to the right people, ball off in the right, uh, right amount of time. So Mac Jones has looked good so far. I, I'm sure you agree. Yeah, it's, he's been like the best rookie quarterback so far, at least in my mm-hmm. eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, he doesn't really have like a, a, a super elite receiving core. He lost James White for the year. Uh, the offensive line has had its troubles, but from what he has now, he looks fairly good. Mm. Um, you know, there's going to be some learning curves because he's a rookie. He's adjusting from the college game to the NFL game. Um, but just he looks fairly like I, I think he's the future of this team. Like you're not. I don't. I, I think fans need to temper their expectations, and I don't think they're going to be winning a Super Bowl or at least their division in the next like two three years. But you're going to come close. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just getting him more acclimated to the NFL system, um, getting him more acclimated with his teammates, um, it should we should be in for a good run, especially if he's here for a, a solid like six, seven, eight years. Exactly. Yep. Um, offensive line, like you said, it's not perfect right now. Trent Brown, who we brought back from the Raiders, has been out for the whole like almost the, the entire year. Yeah. With I believe it's like a calf injury, something that they like originally said was like a day to day type yeah. of thing. So that's been keeping him out. Our right tackle spot with uh, Yasir Durant and uh, Justin Heron. Yeah, the two of them have had their struggles back there. Michael Lewinu, who was going into the season as our best guard, has had some you know penalties that mm-hmm. have really set the team back. Penalties have been have penalties been killing have been us. killing the team. We could have we could have beaten um, a lot of you know a lot of teams if it weren't for the penalties and it weren't for the fumbles. Yep. things that we can control and that if we you know improve on, then the team will be in a much better much better position. Like you said, no James White, which really takes away that third down. Defenses really know, like, if it's a third down and third and six or third and 14, it's easier to tell what they're going to do. James White was kind of like that X factor. Losing him was tough. They've been trying to do it with J.J. Taylor, which I'm sure he'll come around. He's still, you know, getting used to this NFL yeah, he's type still of level. Young but, um, he's 5'6". He yeah. can't really. Exactly, like, yeah. you got to expect. you got to be careful with him. He's just, very you know. small. Yeah. You see, when, I, when, I, when I've seen him live, it's like, crazy difference just seeing him next to the other players yeah and, you know especially Mac Jones who's I believe 6'3 so that height difference definitely is uh, evident on the field but mm-hmm. if they can get JJ Taylor going I think that you know he's tiny and quick he can get in those gaps in the uh the run game and all that so hopefully he'll come around I think we do need another running back obviously we have Harris and Bolden right now are our top guys and I don't know why Brandon Bolden's still like in the game as like a, you know he's getting I mean? way too much playing yeah game. yeah and like I'm completely fine with them bringing him back. He's a good special teamer. He's a good veteran to have on the team. But mm-hmm. having him as like your second second down or after Damian Harris, having him come in, you know, I feel like we can improve on th- that in one way or another. But um, Stevenson looks good. He looked good in the preseason. Obviously, yeah. you can say that about a lot of guys because it's preseason. But you know, if he can get going, he can be a nice third down back. You know, we just got to figure that out. But yeah, I think I think so we far. could make a move for another running back. Um, Marlon Mack yep, is a name that, yeah. um, you know, he's he was requesting a trade from the Colts. The Colts let him figure out something. Um, if you can get like a late round, like give them a late round pick, I think it's worth the mm-hmm. worth the shot. Um, but I think it all, I, you know, it's just the Mack needs help. Yeah, whether that's going to be. The receivers have looked better than they did to start the year. Yep, um, tight ends have looked a lot better, especially last week with Hunter and um, Hunter Johnny and, and Jonu Smith. Yep. 
Um, I think it just all comes down to, to smart football, not having these many penalties. And then I think we just need another running back. Yep. It's a good look at it. I wanted to talk about the best free agent signing so far, which through the last few games is becoming very evident. Matt Judon has been outstanding for the defense. He's been the best player on the team so far. By far has helped us like immensely any type of down situation. He's out there. He's a, either, in, you know, he's pass, pass rushing or out mm-hmm. in coverage, you know. It's important to have a guy like that. I don't think uh, Hightower and Van Noy have, you know, really played up to what they are known for. What we for. expected them to. Yeah, so having Judon out there, just really messing up offensive lines, putting pressure on the quarterback has helped. And if he continues to uh, play on this tear, then, you know, he, he'll really be effective for the team moving forward. If we can get other guys going, bring back mm-hmm. Jamie Collins, hopefully get, you know, some other linebackers to help him out, then uh, that front group will look good. Barrymore's been good. Absolute steal in the second round. I think uh, he'll really pan out, which is good. Yeah. And Lawrence Guy is mentoring him, which is important to have a you know a veteran that always presence helps. in the locker room. And we've already talked about some uh, possible needs moving forward. That was just my last thing to coverage for the Pats. Yeah. So pretty sure we covered all we can for that. Obviously, when we're back in a week, we'll have another game under under our belt uh, playing Houston. So hopefully, we'll have some good news going into next week. But uh, we're gonna go to a short break, and we're gonna come back and talk about the Boston Red Sox who. Had a great win last night against the New York Yankees. For those of you who don't know, we love beating the New York Yankees, so we will be right back with that.
That was Flying High Again by Ozzy Osbourne. Great artist. I'm sure we'll get into why I'm going to play a lot of 80s rock. But uh, we're bringing it into the Red Sox. Boston Red Sox had a very important game last night against the New York Yankees at Fenway Park. Wild card game, do or die, win it all. Very important game. Nathan Navaldi looked excellent on the mound. I know he got taken out somewhat early. Nothing like Garrett Cole after two innings. No. But uh, Nathan Navaldi looked great, really carried the team for a while, and bullpen held up. Um, I was a little worried about the bullpen, but they, you know, they got the job done last night. Team looked good. And uh, we're just going to go into that for a little bit. The Yankees, Red Sox, I think Blue Jays, and then there was one other team that all had very, very similar records going into this like final stretch of games. Red Sox were kind of gifted when they when they got the schedule against Baltimore and the Nationals, and they didn't really take advantage of it at first, losing, I think it was two games to Baltimore, yeah. which is just like not acceptable for a team that's trying to win a World Series. The Baltimore Orioles have been a joke for so, so long, and if you have that gift to play them, you know, when the games really matter, you got to capitalize. Yeah, they, they fumbled that bag to end the year. They made it a lot more dramatic than they had yeah. to, than it had to be. Really stressing us out for no reason. And then they took care of business against the Nationals, and they really partied like it. I'm sure you you saw the footage of them in the locker room mm-hmm. going crazy after just making the wild card game. I was a little nervous about that at first. You know, you got to focus on you know you still had a big important game to play. So they partied last night, and I'll give it to them. Now they're yeah. actually in yeah, a playoff now, series. Now they're, but, uh, now they're in the ALDS. But I was a little worried after that. Uh, after making the wild card game, they were going crazy. But uh, they got the job done last night, uh, which is really important. You know, going to school in Connecticut, we have a, a pretty big mix of Red Sox Yankee fans. Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, I grew up with. I know you're from Massachusetts, so you yeah, try so It's a lot more Red Sox from where well, yeah. from, from That is ideal, but yeah. uh, I'm used to this like separation in school. You know, Everyone has their opinions about their teams, and I love it just because you, know, you wear your Red Sox stuff, and uh, people will say stuff, and Next time I see these guys, so yeah, you, the, you can you, know, you can talk. I'm not back even going to say anything. Like yeah. I got enough Red Sox shirts that it'll get the job done. Mm-hmm. But um, yesterday on campus, I was walking around wearing my David Ortiz jersey, my Red Sox hoodie, and uh, I was getting a lot of comments back and forth. And you know, I didn't say much back. I was just kind of smiling at them. You know, it's the, it's not the words that matter. It's just like the outcome of the game. So obviously the Red Sox won. So they can't say nothing. They're not going to wear their Yankee stuff yeah, for a they while. Can't, it's, they've been shut up for the rest yeah, of the year now. It is the, it's the best feeling in life, knowing that what are they going to say. So, And you don't, even have to, you don't even have to do anything. You just wear your stuff, and that gets the job done. Exactly. You're wearing your Red Sox shirt right now. You're, oh, yeah. You're asserting your dominance around campus. Yeah, this morning I was uh, walking to the calf, and this kid in front of me wearing a Yankees hat, and he turns around to, like, hold the door, and he looks like sees my outfit, and he just shuts the door. He just shuts the door. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, man, like, good sport right there. But uh, I know that he's he's fuming. He's upset from this uh, from this game last night. And to me, that's all that matters. I don't even have to worry about those guys, guys like that, that, uh, you know, act like that. But it was a great game. Yeah. Starting off with a 2-0, you know, starting off the inning with Bogey's two-run slam. Two that's an absolute moonshot to dead center. It, it, yeah. It must have been great to be there, you know, hearing that crowd. The crowd was great last night. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was just ESPN, you know, boosting the audio, or if it was actually that loud there. But um, crowd sounded great. That two-run shot really uh, set the the tone of the game, which yep. is important in baseball, especially uh, those games where momentum momentum is a big deal in baseball. So moving forward, you know, Red Sox need to just continue playing their best baseball they can and I know that sounds cliche because it's playoffs but mm-hmm. there's been times this season where they played outstanding started off the year on a hot streak I was like no one expected that I'll give it I'll, I'll you know I'll admit it I didn't think the Sox would have like this level of uh, talent you know 
multiple guys contributing. Team looked great. Then they kind of fell off middle of the year, which is, you know, baseball. It happens. It's a long season. But they continue this hot streak playing well, then uh, it's something that could benefit them. I mean, baseball is one of those sports where it's like you could have the best guys and they just go cold yeah. at the worst times. But uh, Tampa Bay looks good, and they do it with a uh, they do it with a low salary yeah. like, compared to the Yankees who buy and trade for pretty much anyone they want. They don't have to worry about money, and they still don't get the job done. Tampa Bay Rays are pretty good with the cap. Even though there's no cap in baseball, they're pretty good with their salaries. They're, you know, able to yeah. maneuver that around, which is respectable if you're, like, a GM. Red Sox, uh, is it Chain Bloom? I think his name? I don't know. Hiam? Hiam, yeah. Know. it's. I'm definitely butchering that. But, yeah, I have no idea how to say it. He's it's... from Tampa, I believe, right? I, I think he was, like, the general manager down there before he came up to the how Sox. But, um, Hiam. Yeah, it's, it's something, something like that. But uh, he's done a good job with the Red Sox, and I believe he came from the Rays, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was the guy that helped, like senior vice president of baseball operations for Tampa Bay. Yeah, so he's got that uh, experience using you know not too much money, which for the Red Sox is something that the the owners don't like to break the bank all too often. So yeah, it's like the Rays are able to. Um, you know, win with low salary young players. They have Wander Franco, uh, Brandon Lau, um, you know, um, Randy Rosarena. Um, both Franco and a Rosarena are probably in contention for AL Rookie of the Year. Um, so it's going to be a fun series. Um, they have their their first two um, announcer uh, starters um, uh, already announced off the mound. Um, Shane McClanahan and is it Shane McClanahan? Uh, and then Shane Baz mm. um, for game two, uh, which is good for the wild card because we can say we had Chris Sale for um, mm-hmm. for probably hopefully game one. Um, so it should be a fun series. I mean, I'm more happy that we just knocked the Yankees out. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. It's best three of five. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You know, worst case scenario, we get at least another week of Red Sox baseball. Yep. Not giving up on the team, obviously. You know, Boston is a city about believing in the underdogs, and I wouldn't put it past them to uh, knock the Rays out as long as they continue this hot streak. Mm-hmm. You never know with um, with baseball. You know, you're, like I said, your top guys could just all of a sudden not get, you know, not perform. It's not yep. one of those things where it's like, oh, we got him, like he's going to go off. Like you never know with baseball. So it's one of those things that uh, could go either way. Obviously, we're pulling for the Red Sox. It should be great. I mean, at the end of the the regular season, Xander Bogarts was doing like atrocious like he was on mm-hmm. a very cold streak yep um and <clears throat> people were like i don't really know is this going to translate to the playoffs mm-hmm. um and then he broke out with a, a two-run home run immediately um and, and then he had that was his one hit um and two walks mm-hmm. so it was definitely a breakout game I mean, how much can Xander Bogarts really break out? But mm-hmm. um, he definitely broke out of his cold streak. Yep. Um, so it was a good sign to see, like, your better players finally play. And we won without even uh, having J.D. Martinez in the lineup. Mm-hmm. J.D.'s been on a cold streak lately, too. But it is it is playoffs, and especially in baseball, you'll see guys become, like, a completely different version of themselves, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, these are the most important games of the season. Every game matters in the playoffs compared to the you know, regular season. They play so many games that sometimes it's like, you know, it's just another day of baseball. So 
I think having that mindset that the games are so important is something that will push players to be their best. Hopefully, JD can come back and start to actually like look before he swings. Yeah. I've noticed lately he's just swinging the bat for fun. So we will see uh, see how that goes, and uh, hopefully the pitching staff holds up. Sales looking sales looked okay, you know, mm-hmm. coming off an injury like that. You never know. Avaldi's been good. I'm a big Hauk fan. I think he's kind of a madman, yeah. but uh, you know he's kind of hit or miss. You never really know what he's going to be throwing when he comes out of the uh, if he's starting or if he's coming out of the bullpen. He's one of those guys that you know not so sure about. But you know, as long as the offense you know does their job, we don't have to rely on the you know the bullpen all mm-hmm. that much. But uh, I mean, the bullpen has certainly had its struggles this year yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Matt Barnes. I was yeah. at a game this year where Matt Barnes blew a save, and that was it's depressing. Man. It was it not fun. Depressing. No, but. I mean, yeah, if you can win, get off to an early start against Tampa, mm-hmm. uh, force their offense to score some runs, um, and then hopefully turn it over to the bullpen with a lead. Don't mm-hmm. turn it over to the bullpen, In either tied or, yep. tied or losing, because there's no way I trust Garrett Richards or Martin Perez uh, down by two runs in an elimination game in the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. Going back to Matt Barnes, he compl- he really did fall off this season. He looked great, you know, all-star all-star uh, nominee made yep. that team comes back after all-star break and just completely different guy. so i'm hoping he's one of those guys that'll just you know re- return to his uh, elite level his for the playoffs self. and hopefully that'll be kind of like one of those x factors that we need to really really move forward mm-hmm. i mean overall this season the red sox you know went into it like we were all just like we'll see what happens you know they came off a tough season with uh with covid and no cora due to the suspension and uh no, we were all just like, yeah, well, we thought we were in like a pretty big rebuild, which I guess we could still like consider it to be a rebuild. But yeah. they're overperforming what we all expected, which is something that just be thankful that like, you know, we have a team that's good. I mean, as Boston sports fans, we've been pretty spoiled, especially you and me. Our uh, our whole lives having championships and contenders and all that. So, you know, having a Red Sox team be uh, be doubted and then overperform is, you know, it's exciting in its own sense because, you know, None of the analysts or experts really predicted yeah. us to turn out like this. So I'll take anything that we can get, you know. And if we can upset the Rays, then you know Tampa needs to Tampa needs to like stop winning. Like they, they I don't know what the word for it is, but like they were getting kind of cocky. Like you know, Tampa Bay Lightning's doing too good lately. I mean, they, they have are doing Brady. Like the Rays are good too. Like it's that's they're coming like a mini Boston down there. Like that's our thing. Like not to be like that guy, but Boston is like overall. It's the best sports city. And now Tampa's, like, kind of competing. And, like, I don't know if they have what it takes to, you know, be good in all all aspects. Like, yeah, so that's rare to find in sports. That's Boston's job that is, is to yeah, be good at every like, sport. So now I think Tampa might be coming for the throne there. So you got to yeah. gotta knock them off their ledge a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, can't blame them, though, for, uh, you know, being, you know, excited to have these, like, really great overall teams and have, yep. like, you know, kind of dominance mm-hmm. throughout all the major league sports. So... Hopefully we can uh, go into the home series, games three and four at Fenway, either one and one or two and oh. Mm-hmm. Going into Fenway, oh and two would probably be would the be worst yeah. situation possible. Because then you're forced to win three games in a row. Yeah, it's extra pressure. If, mm-hmm. if they can split the series at home and in Tampa and go into game five, you know, two and two, I'll take that. I'd yeah. rather have it, you know. Not at least tied. Yeah. At least yeah, tied. Exactly. So if we can steal one on the road, yep. I'm fine with that. That's all you, that's all you have to do. Who's okay. one player that you think is going to have a breakout ALDS? I'm big on Hunter Renfro. Yeah. He's been uh former Ray. Oh yeah. So hopefully he can give it back to him. He uh 
overall, I mean, he's got a cannon in the outfield, yeah. so his defense The entire is, outfield does. They've defense, been gunning yeah. people out left and right. Exactly. Uh, we've always, I mean, not always, but recently the Red Sox have been, you know, blessed with a pretty good outfield. Mm-hmm. Especially when we had Ben Attendi, Bradley Jr., and Betts, obviously the three of them were yep. outstanding combination. But I think Renfro, if he can get back to, uh, he did have a time where he was hitting home runs, always at the great time, and uh, keep his defense up, then he'll be good presence out in the right field. And then my other guy would probably be Bobby Dahlbeck. You know, he obviously has a like a real cannon or whatever the word is when he can hit the ball real far, real hard, and uh, he still looks like he could be in college. Like if I saw Bobby Dahlbeck like at Quinnipiac, I might think he's yeah. like a student. Yeah, he you could you could probably fit in for like a junior, or senior. Yeah, yeah, like obviously he's he's jacked, but like he does have the baby face, so like he could definitely fit in with us. Maybe we'll have him on the show or something. But yeah, Bobby Dahlbeck, if he can get the uh, swing going and uh, keep the I feel like he's always hitting two-run home runs. Every time I get a Bobby Dahlbeck uh, notification, it's yeah. that he got a two-run home run. So if he can keep so if he can keep that up, then uh, I'm looking forward to it. How about you? If you had to pick a guy, if I had to pick one guy. I know I stole two good ones, but uh, um, I don't, I don't know. Probably maybe Christian Arroyo. That might be like a an under the radar. Yep. He, I loved him when back the of the started. order. Mm-hmm. He he had a great summer before he got hurt. Yep. Um, you know, they tried him out at first base a little bit. So if Dahlbeck or, or Schwarber start to struggle mm-hmm. um, and you need to work around something, you can put him at first. Um, you know, he struck he struck out yesterday, but he had had a good start. He was probably like one of the great finds that we found from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree more, yeah. And I was at the game this year where, he, I don't remember, I think it was against Tampa. Not Tampa, Toronto, mm-hmm. where he hit this game tying home run majestic home run over the monster oh yeah in the eighth inning and he bat flipped pimped it mm-hmm. just admired the entire thing um nothing gets better than nothing that. gets better than that no and so i mean who knows there's there's probably some better picks out there but you know christian arroyo is probably someone that people might not think of immediately mm-hmm. um but back of the order can probably do some damage Sleeper and Give, you gives know. you some depth in the field if you need yeah. to play around with mm-hmm. injuries. Can play first, second, third. Um, so yeah, Christian Arroyo, especially with Iglesias being ineligible yeah. to play due to joining late. I'm not sure if that's the same uh, situation with Travis Shaw. I know they both join the team later on, so we might be without the two of them, which would really give Arroyo that opportunity yeah. to, you know, find his spot again and hopefully produce, you know, at the bottom of the lineup mm-hmm. when we need him to. I think the pitching, you know, we've already talked about pitching. As long as they stay consistent and, like, do a halfway decent job, then I think we'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect everyone to be elite. I mean, I think Whitlock's pretty good out of the pen. I know he's been out with, I think it was either, like, an actual injury or the COVID list, one of the two. But uh, I think we should be good. I mean, obviously the left side of the infield with Bogart's endeavors. One like, of the best in the MLB. Especially, yeah, especially now. But in a few years, they're both young. They're both uh, under contract for a few more years, mm-hmm. so. If we can keep them uh, doing their thing, then we'll be set. And then Verdugo, obviously, is young. And uh, Kiki, Kike, you know, he's around for a couple of years. I think he's probably one of our best offseason signings, mm-hmm. bringing him in. Just, he just, might be the best. I don't know. Oh, no, I'd, I'd probably say Hunter Renfro is better him, than him. Yeah, him and, and Renfro. Him and have Renfro have probably been one and two. Yeah, very important pickups have really uh, contributed. Mm-hmm. They've been our best guys at different parts in the season, so... And Hernandez can play pretty much wherever you need him to, which yeah, is nice to have in the playoffs. Any outfield second, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can throw him in at like short and yeah, whatnot. You, you can probably hold hold his own. Oh yeah, it's nice um, to have those utility. Um, but it's definitely going to help if we get JD Martinez back. Yeah, 
I mean, he's the veteran on the team, so yeah. we need him to uh, start playing like it, which is important. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully. He, like, sprained his ankle, like, running out mm-hmm. to right field, yep. like, tripping over second base. So Yeah, and they won't say what a, what, a, what an amazing story, huh? You, yeah. Like, you miss one of your, your, your best players on the team because he falls over second base. I saw the video, and it, it, was, it was a little depressing, yeah. honestly. He, he was just running out there. Like, how... Like, I understand, like accidents. I, yeah, happen, I, I understand. Like, accidents, accidents happen. He's a but it's such athlete. a weird. Yeah, like it's a professional athlete. I understand if it happened to like someone in like, you know, pickup league softball yeah. or like you know, like a forty-year-old man. Who, yeah, who would just yeah, exactly who would just come like back that. from like his daughter's ballet recital and now he's mm-hmm. got to hang out with the boys and play some softball and he just like face plants. Stretch doesn't believe in that type of thing. Exactly. But, um, JD Martinez. I mean, like he's an MLB athlete. I'm sure he. Spends like a lot of time in those ice tubs after the game. Like his body should be like ready to go. But uh, that is quite funny that that's what put him out of the uh, most important game of the season so far. Yeah. But overall, Sox something to look forward to. You know, October. But like, why was he even close to second base? Like, dude, you play right field. Yeah. All he had to do is just take a step to the left or the right, and you just don't even interact with it. Did he get injured at, on the road? I th- wasn't it against the Nationals? I think it was against the Nationals. So my guess is he was probably coming out of the because the, the opposing dugouts the left, like left side. Dugout. Yeah, so I'm sure that's what it was. Maybe was he was just the, like, maybe he was talking to Bogarts and just yeah, it was know, against the Nationals. I'm looking but, at the um, video right here. It's he's coming out of the third base dugout mm-hmm. and like, don't step on second base. It's just so it's, it it looks like Kike's. Th- also at second base. It doesn't look like he talks to him, but he just runs past him and steps on the base. Unless that's like a superstition that he has. Maybe. Where I mean, he does like, like hug the wall before yeah, the game. He does like a way. step yeah. on second base every time, but like yeah. that's just brutal. Especially if he's like done for the year. Like oh, that's yeah. a terrible way to end your season. And I'm pretty sure this is his last year under contract with the Sox. Yeah, I think he has a player option next year that he can opt out of. So Yeah, it's probably for a lot of money, so maybe yeah. they can restructure that, you know. See if we can bring another. Yeah, guys. They, we can put in a clause that says like we don't pay you anymore if you if you trip over second base anymore. <laughs> that should definitely be in his get him get him out. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's good for the Sox for now. Obviously next week, next Wednesday at eleven. Hopefully all you turn uh, tune in for the next episode. But we're gonna have hopefully some great news about the Red Sox and the Patriots. Yep. Gonna go to another song and then we're gonna come back and do a little quick segment about the the Celtics and the Bruins. Our thoughts of the season. There's not a ton of stuff to talk about just because you know preseason just ended, but. uh We'll get into that for a little bit, and then we'll call it a day. We unfortunately have class to get to in a little bit, so it's one of the perks. We are are still students. Yeah, one of the perks of being a college student. So we'll be right back. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
on. Now it's on. All right, sorry about that. Mics were not on. I apologize. I'm still learning the board. That was Cheap Trick by Surrender. Nope, Surrender by Cheap Trick. Was doing so good for a while. But yeah. now, now we're back into it. We're going to talk about the Boston Celtics and possibly the Boston Bruins if we have time. Like we mentioned, we have class at, at noon, and we have to uh, you know, clean up the studio and get to class. So we're going to dig right into Boston Celtics, starting off with our hopes for uh, the season, especially, uh, specifically Jason, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, when you look at it, I hope that one of them, if not both of them, can have an MVP caliber season. Mm-hmm. Um, what would it take for him to be MVP? Probably just winning. Yeah. Like, if you can win, you can put up, you can put up the, the stats that you need to to mm-hmm. win. Um, you know, the the team did fairly well last year, and then towards the end of the year, they sort of just fizzled out. And let's see, were they four, five, six? The the uh, the injury to Kemba and yep. the never playing together due to like. COVID and injuries and all that definitely set the team back. And the East was pretty good last year. So I don't know specifically what spot they finished in. But um, I think having the team, you know, congeal and, you know, build this chemistry, chemistry together this season will definitely help Jason and yep. Jalen. Uh, Jalen just came off that wrist injury, and mm-hmm. he's uh, publicly talked about that he's not at 100% yet. So if, if, he can do, uh, if he can do his thing, you know, and if they need to sit him so that, like, you know, he doesn't overdo it. He can. He looked, I watched a little bit of the preseason highlights against the Magic, and Jalen had like 16 points in eight minutes. So he was, he was really giving it to him. And uh, I look forward to having him back. I think he's just as good as Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the media and uh, a lot of the brand deals that Jason Tatum gets makes it seem like he's like much better than Jalen. But I think they go hand in hand and uh, they can really work off each other. There's always like the people, the media. And I hate to say the media because we are doing the yeah, media. Yeah, we're right technically now, part but, of the um, media now. The media, the the bad media, not us expert Boston sports yeah. fans. Um, they always try to create this like difference between the two of them that they like don't like playing with each other and that they like need to like go their separate ways. <clears throat> and like I really hate it because honestly, there's been like no evidence between the two of them to like show that. So Jalen Brown's talked about it too that they can they're just two really good basketball players that can coexist and that there's no you know drama between the mm-hmm. two of them. So hopefully they uh, continue, you know, improving. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both looked very good last year. And, yeah, and uh, hopefully it's another, um, like in their second years, Peyton Pritchard, yep. uh, Aaron Neesmith. Yep. Um, Neesmith was the first round pick from from last season. He had high expectations mm-hmm. uh, coming out of Vanderbilt. Um, sharpshooter. Very good sharpshooter. Can drain threes from everywhere and anywhere. Um, but, you know, he sort of got, he got, to a slow start last year um mix of not really playing that much um but probably the 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 team's rookie of the year last year was Peyton Pritchard by, by far Steel getting him at the late end of the first round Neesmith looked good towards the end yeah. but we just we stopped we couldn't play we you know got eliminated yeah. when you know he started to take off in my projected starting lineup which we can get into right now if you mm-hmm. wanted to I have Neesmith starting at the two spot just okay. for spacing my ideal, and this is before, like, obviously I need to see them, like, play a little bit before yeah. I make this decision. I'd love to have Smart start. I feel like you can't sit Smart at, no. like, what he brings to the table mm-hmm. defensively. He's, like, the, he's, I, they're going to do captains this year. Uh, I think it's Ime, the, co- the new coach, uh, said they're doing two team captains. Yeah. So Smart obviously has to be one. Smart, and then either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Yeah. Or Al Horford. 
I feel like they might just give it to Al Horford just so they don't cause problems between the Jays. Big veteran guy. But, you know. yeah, having Horford back is good. So I'd go Smart, Neesmith. I think that's a good – it's backcourt. I always get them mixed up. But yep. Smart, uh, Neesmith, good spacing. Neesmith can shoot, which is important to have. Then the Jays, which you can't sit them. And then it's Rob Williams in my starting lineup. I think he's just – he brings that, that youth and that mm-hmm. athletics, like – you know, figure and he really hasn't played like a full healthy season to like show what he can do. Yeah, so, last year was definitely his breakout year, but yeah. let's see if he can and they put that together like that for extension. Let's so. see if they can put him together for that big year. I basically have the same starting five as you. Um, I just replaced Neesmith with a uh, Dennis Schroeder. Yep. Um, put Schroeder at the the one and Smart at the two. Yep. Uh, and Smart at the two. Um, you know, it's it's interchangeable. You can put Horford in. You can go big and. Put either uh, Tatum or Brown at a guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, they have they have enough flexibility on their team where they can go either big, small, depending on you know the team that they're playing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just learning this that they signed Ryan Arcadiacano. Was that the guy from the uh, from Villanova, Wizard, the Wizards guy? I don't the, know if he was on the Wizard. I know he was on the Bulls at some point, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he any good? He was the guy from Villanova who I think was when Villanova hit the. The game winner in the championship with Chris Jenkins. Oh, he's got it. I think he's got it past it. Yeah. The bench looked busy the other night. I didn't watch the full game, but I watched the highlights, and the bench was packed. So obviously they have like the preseason. Yeah, they got the preseason labs. There's some. I'm looking at the roster right now. There's some guys I've never heard of on here. I've heard uh, mixed things about this Hernan Gomez power forward guy that they traded for from uh, Minnesota. Yeah. If he can play the four, then we might actually have like a power forward. Yeah, because we really haven't had one in a long time. Because mm-hmm. we're just relying on on Tatum to play that, and where mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, he's good enough and he's tall enough that he can play the power forward, but you prefer him more else, of a ball yeah. handling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ball handling perimeter guy. And we we got Ennis Cantor back, so he's a good offensive guy. It gives you more of a His defense is a little more. Yeah, he's, he's twenty nine years old. He's you know, some of these guys, we have Jabari Parker again, Josh Richardson, Grant Williams, who I think is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I don't know how Grant Williams is in the NBA. Yeah, Grant Williams is very bad. He should be like the spokesperson. Like, he's friends with a lot of people. And yeah. He's like, he does a lot of brand stuff. Like, I can't. But um, going into it, depending upon the lineup, like you said, it might be, you know, a different lineup for different matchups. Mm-hmm. So I think we do, we did add some pieces that can allow us to play small ball if we have to, you know, go big with Horford and Hernan Gomez and you know, Josh Richardson's a big dude. He's you know another three and D guy. He's like he could kind of be like Aaron Neesmith, but like the veteran version. You know if we need another guy like that. But um, yeah, I have high hopes for the Celtics this year. I don't think we're gonna have time to get to the Bruins, so we can just wrap up with the Celtics. Yep. But um, we can hit on Bruins next time. Yeah. So tune in next week, next Wednesday at eleven. We're gonna talk about Bruins for sure because that's probably one of my favorite. You know. It's tough to say. It gets I, electric during hockey yeah, season. Yeah, it's, it's tough to beat those Bruins games. So we'll definitely get into that. Hopefully we'll have some news about the Red Sox, the, you know, the Patriots. Good news. Yeah. And then we'll talk more about the Celtics. We'll know more. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys today. I'm going to end off with a Robin Williams quote just because like, I think it's a good tradition I want to start. So this is from Robert, uh, Robin Williams. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. And I think we want to do this every week. Yeah. Like a quote, we'll take turns, you know. And I think it's something that, you know, Get our audience to think right before we end it. So, does it got to be Robin Williams every time, no, or just, just a, a quote, Any quote to get them to get their brain working? I heavily considered an Adam Sandler quote, but I wanted to, you know, yeah, start, start off, off on a bang. strong note. Yeah. You know, Robin Williams is a great comedian. Good morning, and, you know, Vietnam. Exactly. So, yeah. um, we're going to wrap up. It's been a pleasure talking to you. 
hopefully some of you are out there talking to you all today. <laughs> we don't know who's listening, but yeah. um, we're talking to that one person in the middle of. You matter. If you're yeah. out there listening, you matter you a ton to us. When Thank we make you. It, when you when we make it big, we'll think back to our first fans, and uh, we really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you all today. We've had a great time. All set. Yeah, all we set. Hope you have Thank a great you. Great day.